Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. Here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 8th of March, 2023. Jason Mertidis with you. And the Flyers go down in game one of a three-game road trip. They kick it off last night in Tampa. Final score of 5-2 to two in the game. Flyers just seemingly overwhelmed in the game. And uh, a situation where you cannot put a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning on the power play. Flyers did that too often in the game. Too many mistakes. Tampa comes into that game last night riding a five-game losing skid and lost six of their last seven games. And they're a team that has gone to three straight Stanley Cup finals, won two of them. Maybe it's a good time for them to kind of have a stumble, get it out of the way before the playoffs and ramp it up without Victor Hedman in the game last night. And like the Edmonton Oilers, you cannot go on the PK against them. They have the second-best power play in the league. Only Edmonton is better at 31.6%. But Tampa comes into the game at 25.8%, which is still just a gaudy, ridiculous power play percentage number on the season. And that is why you cannot put a team like Edmonton like Tampa, repeatedly on the power play. You are never going to gain any advantage in the game. Flyers did have a couple of stretches in the first period at the end of the period. Final 10 minutes of the second period had good momentum, had good pressure. Vasilevsky did not look sharp in the game. That was an opportunity, but they're still only able to get two by them. And then you couple that, Flyers running 11-7 and seven in the game, 11 forwards and 7-D, and Travis Sanheim, on the D, didn't play the second period, did come back and play some in the third, about six minutes, I believe. And in the second period, Joel Farabee didn't see any ice time at all. Farabee took two penalties in the first period. And like I said, against a team like Tampa, you have got to be disciplined. And John Tortorella is not going to wave his accountability flag for anyone. Farabee took a penalty for tripping seven minutes into the first period and then took another one at 19.38 of the second period. Tampa scored on that first penalty when Alex Kalorn got the power play goal. And then 34 seconds into the second period, Nikita Kucherov scored a power play goal to put Tampa up 2-1. to one. So both of those Farabee penalties both ended up with a goal against. And Torts benched him the rest of the period. I think he played about four and a half minutes to that point. And when you're only running 11 forwards, now you're down to 10. And two of those guys, Tanner Lazinski and Brendan Lemieux, as Tort said on Sunday after the game against the Detroit Red Wings, both guys played good, both guys did some good things, but both guys are out of shape. Game shape, that is. Because Tanner Lazinski was out for a long time injured. Brendan Lemieux was barely playing in Los Angeles. So they are not in, you know, game 60 conditioning like a lot of the other players are. Game conditioning So you have two players that are technically out of shape. By our standards, they're not out of shape. By my standards. (laughs) but um, And you're running 10 forwards. So you're basically running nine at that point. And then you couple that with, you know, on the D, it's, it's okay in the sense that you're running 7D. So now you're running six when you bench Sanheim. But Sanheim comes back in the third. He did some good things in the third period. Drew a penalty, had a couple good scoring chances, was joining the rush. Uh, But Torts is not going to uh, allow anything to slip through. It is about the standard this year. And if you're not doing the things that he demands of you, and that's not blocking shots. That's not, 
you know, some of the silly things and, you know, characterizations of torts that we have heard about for years. They're about doing the right things on the ice, remaining disciplined. And for a guy like Travis Sanheim, it's activating offensively and killing plays defensively. And when he's not pushing the pace on his game to the standard that Torts holds him to, that's when Travis Sanheim is going to see playing time suffer or be a healthy scratch. He was in Calgary uh, just not that long ago. So this accountability thing is not going away. After uh, Kucherov scores that power play goal to open the second period, Ross Colton goes to the net, drives the net for a, a low to high play. Three Flyers players there. Somehow he's able to get that puck to heart, and then the rebound is able to be banged in. Two Flyers D there. I think it was Rasmus Ristolainen and Cam York and a Flyers forward there. You should never lose out on a play when one player is driving against three. But that happens there. And then Ross Colt, or excuse me, Alex Kalorn picked up his second goal. Hart goes to go behind the net to stop a rim, set it up for his D, catches an edge. Uh, goes flying and scrambles to get back into his net. And as he does, Kaloran's able to beat him high glove as he's just doing everything he can to get back into the middle of the crease and get in the way of that shot, but unable to. And when a goalie goes out, and that's an area of the ice around the net where a lot of players take a hard turn, really chew up the ice good. There's big, deep grooves that happen in that area of the ice quite often. And a goalie skate is totally flat. It's like a rollerblade. So a a player skate has an arc to it, so not the whole blade is on the ice. And when a goalie catches an edge, they don't go down gracefully. (laughs) They go flying. They're in all that equipment, and Hart kind of looks like he took sniper fire from the upper deck, collapses behind the net, and is able to get back to his feet and scramble back to the net, but it's too late. It ends up in the back of the net. Flyers are down 4-1. Brendan Lemieux gets his first goal as a flyer as he gets a a stick on a Cam York shot from the point that hits off the post and goes in. Flyers go to the third period, down 4-2, but eventually uh, in the third period, Nikita Kucherov on a pseudo breakaway is able to open hard up and put it through the five hole and give Tampa the 5-2 win. Now, the reason why Tampa was on the power play there was a scramble in front of the Tampa net, and Tony D'Angelo came in late, a bit late, pretty late, (laughs) and decided to give a stick to Corey Perry. And he gave it to him where no man wants to get the stick. Then he was called for a five-minute major for spearing, kicked out of the game. I imagine that it's a major, so it will be reviewed by the league automatically. I imagine he'll get a game or two for that suspension. So they'll probably be without Tony D'Angelo for the next game or two. Carolina, who he played with, obviously, last year, and then Pittsburgh on Saturday. We'll see what the league decides to do on that. Uh, But, you know, Corey Perry is a guy that gets under player skins. He has done it his entire career. And, look, Corey Perry is no angel on the ice. He's a dirty player. But still, you can't do what Tony D'Angelo did. And he's going to suffer the consequences for it and probably get uh, a couple games sus as a result. And all said and done, Flyers didn't have enough for Tampa, even though Tampa had lost five straight, gave up 27 goals coming in. uh, They were looking at the Flyers as an opportunity to get their season pointed back in the right direction again, and they did exactly that. So let's hear from the head coach. After the game, John Tortorella, of course, the first head coaching job he had was in Tampa, won a cup there. So he addressed the media after the game, and here's his thoughts. Obviously, a few too many mistakes, but overall, how did you feel your group handled the challenge? 
I, I thought our five-on-five five play for a lot of the game was good. Um, can't take six penalties. Can't take three in the first period. Uh, most of them in the offensive zone. But uh, a lot of our checking, uh, five on five, in a number of minutes of the game was good. We had some good chances. We just can't freaking score. After that, uh, the, the power play goal at the beginning of the second period, did you think you guys sagged a bit for the first half of that period, maybe? What, what, what period? I don't even remember. The middle sure. period, second period. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the flow of it there. It's just. Um, I just can't remember. Yeah, sorry. John, when you send messages to players and then have to do it again a second time uh, a couple weeks later, does that start to get concerning a little bit for you? Regard they, regarding? Well, you had Farabee and Sandheim sat the entire second period. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where I go there. Yeah. Why did you decide to give them another chance in the third period? Because we trying to see if they will answer the proper way. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure where I go there. Did you think either of them did in the third? I got to watch the tape. Yeah. I thought Joel, I think Joel had a couple of chances, was involved in the offense. And uh, yeah, I, I've got to watch the tape. You've uh, you've spoken the last couple of weeks when we've talked to you about Tony, about you know, liking his competitive fire or whatnot. But the end of the game, is that a situation where, you know, he has that competitive fire, but that's the negative of it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen the clip. What happened? Uh, guys in the room said it's it's pretty obvious what happened. Um, but that's the line you walk uh, as far as going over the edge. Um, I I want him uh, to have his personality, uh, to have that competitiveness. Uh, you know, like a couple of guys that I did sit, I wish a little bit of that would rub off on them. Uh, but again, I haven't seen it, but I think he may have crossed the line, judging from uh, what some of the other guys said. So, yeah, we, uh, you got to be careful and easy to say. Uh, uh, that that's, that's, that's part of who Tony is, and I, I think he's done a pretty good job this year in staying on that line, competing, because he competes. Um, Maybe he crossed it tonight. I got to look at the tape. John Tortorella addressing the media after the Flyers' 5 2 loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And real quick on the accountability thing. I, I saw on social media a bit, and I shouldn't judge so much by social media, holding players accountable and benching them for a second period. Yeah, it does not put the team in a great position for that game, especially when you do it as early as the entirety of the second period and you're already running an 11 and 7. But in this season where the result is not as important as holding everyone to a standard. Now, every player is held to a different performance level because not every player is going to be able to do the same things. Joel Farabee is held to a different standard level than Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes is held to a different standard level than Travis Konechny. Travis Konechny is held to a different standard than Travis Sanheim. And on down the line, Rasmus Ristolainen. But... You have to do what the coaches are demanding of each individual player. So while that put that game last night in a more difficult position to come back and win, it was pro to me, it's more important to maintain the level of accountability for any and all players on the team. 
Torts has used the terminology, it doesn't matter where you're drafted, what you get paid, what your pedigree is, your tenure, if you're a young player, old player, prime, doesn't matter. If you don't hold yourself to the standard that they've set for you, then you are vulnerable to have the one thing taken away that all players want, and that's playing time. So I think it's more important that that accountability is every day like it is for the Flyers this season. And that is, you know, players eventually have to learn that you're a pro and there is no nights off and accountability is going to be there on every night. You're not going to be at your best every night. I think we all understand that. Some nights it's not going to be your night. You're not going to have energy. You're not going to have legs, whatever. And I think the coaching staff understands that. But all said and done, we're going to see more players probably benched this year. We're going to see players benched next year. And if this thing gets pointed in the right direction and they become a playoff team, you're going to see players benched in those years as well. This isn't something that is ever going to go away. And in my opinion, it shouldn't. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. Tort's going to join us this week. Uh, We'll talk to him about accountability. We'll talk to him about addition by subtraction. We'll talk to him about hockey and hounds and much more. Uh, So that will be coming up this week. I will know the day tomorrow. So I'll let you know that on tomorrow's episode. And tomorrow, or Thursday rather, we will preview Flyers Carolina Hurricanes. So join us then on a brand new edition of Flyers Daily. I used to rule the world. Caesar rise when I gave the word. Now when